Hello and welcome to the AFPC Comics Podcast, episode 203. Wow. We are here with you in 2023 right now. We are not recording this before 2023. Nope. We are literally in the room, January 2nd. Where it happens. Recording this episode. Uh, this is the time of year where there isn't a lot of news or a lot of comics coming out. So yeah. we were going to devote this episode to talking about what we're looking forward to in 2023. But before we get to that, we're going to talk a little bit about 2022. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite guests. Did you know yeah. we had 43 guests out of 49 episodes last year? Wow. It sure felt like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, there, it was a, yeah, there's a lot of hustle this year, but it was fun. There's a lot of uh, prep that goes into uh-huh. doing these interviews. Sometimes we have to read comics weeks in advance before they're even out because the interview is timed for retailer uh, final order cutoff totally. or, or just because of timing wise. For instance, our big 200th episode, which is one of my favorite episodes to record this year, last year, uh, we recorded, I think, five, four weeks before it aired. Something like that. Yeah. Cody Ziegler, Dan Slott, Zeb Wells. It was so fun to just kind of chat about Spider-Man, Spider-Man She-Hulk. spectacular. Yeah, getting we, into how they feel about the characters, their their first experiences reading about Spider-Man and, and learning like how your first big comic book will really stick with you to the point where you'll, you know, like they, they were talking about how they like to throw... Dan Slott was like, the first comic I read with Spider-Man and it had Gargoyle in it, so I threw Gargoyle into a lot of books. <laughs> Right, yeah. So yeah, when you're reading a comic and you're like, why is this character in here? It's because the writer loved it when they were eight. Yeah, right, absolutely. And uh, you know what? That's valid. That was a really fun episode. Um, another episode I really liked was uh, John Harris Dunning. Oh, um, sure. We talked about Wiper. It was so cool to find out that like he's friends with David Lynch. Sort, yeah, he was He was there for the, uh, what was it, the premiere of, was it Mulholland Drive or Inland Empire? Uh, one Mulholland of the, Drive, Mulholland yeah. Mulholland Drive, and he, yeah, they, they spent some time together uh, around then and and uh, talking to him about organizing that art show with Neil Gaiman and Tori Amos in the room was just uh, such a fanboy experience for me. Speaking of fanboying, yeah, uh, we came out of the gate with a weird one this year with the uh, Buckaroo Banzai interview with Earl MacRouch <laughs> and uh, W.D. Richter, the, uh, yes. the writer and director of the original Buckaroo Banzai Adventures Across the Eighth Dimension. Uh, what a... Or the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension, rather. Uh, yeah. What a what a mouthful of a title! What a film! What a and I got you to watch <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai for the first time. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I think I tried a couple times throughout uh-huh. my life, but I was always like, "No, what is turn this?" <laughs> they were on the show to talk about the novelization sequel from Dark Horse, right? Which isn't a comic against the World Crime League, but uh, I think we convinced ourselves that Buckaroo Banzai is such a superhero movie before superhero movies. Totally, and that uh, uh, it was a, if, a right fit. Oh, he. I mean, it's the best comic book movie not based on a comic book right right uh, and and yeah it was uh that was a that was a blast of an interview uh getting to talk to them about their creative process and their friendship and various attempts at bringing buckaroo back over the years um another really great one that i i just i keep coming back to was talking to stephanie phillips about tarna and wonder woman and harley quinn yeah that was a really good interview uh, little did we know she was probably already like plotting her cosmic ghostwriter run that right? was going to start in 2023. That's right. Which I but can't yeah, wait it was for. Really, it's always cool on the show to talk brass tacks with creators yeah. and like their process. We don't really get into spoilers unless they want to give them. I mean, like having Jeff Darrow on, like the freaking the artist king. master. Yeah. And he's telling us about, you know, working on the Matrix. Yeah. And giving us like anecdotes about working out, like just wild stuff uh, that you wouldn't expect necessarily, but 
uh, we we dig into it in a really cool way. Oh, I mean, there was the bit where we were we were talking to Declan Shalvey about Old Dog, and he just kind of casually drops like, "Oh, you know, when I was working on a Scanner Darkly," and I'm like, "Oh, you know, just that movie I love." <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot of interviews too with DC, um, which you unfortunately weren't invo- involved in yeah. a lot of the time because they were happening at like noon on a work day. <laughs> sure. Uh, but to talk to like Dan Jurgens was, you know, yeah. a little overwhelming. Like the sure. dude has been re- making comics for so long. And um, he, we talked a little bit about the death of Superman because of that special that came out. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Burton uh, Smith was another cool one. Oh, oh sorry. That? Tyler Burton Smith. Yes. Yeah. That was a fun one. Uh, Pre-recording. He's like, I've been listening to your show for advice from other comics writers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was exciting. And then uh, um, you you talked to Cy Spurrier and Aaron Campbell about Suicide Squad. Uh, One of my favorite DC interviews that I I managed to to get onto this year was, uh, we talked about this uh, in the last episode, but talking to Jadzia Axelrod and Jess Taylor about Galaxy the Prettiest Star uh, is yep. maybe the closest I've ever come to to fully uh, crying on during an interview <laughs> because it just that book was uh, so, so meant meant so much to me. It really, yeah, it's a really important book and really cool to hear their story behind it. Yeah, uh, and we, the creation of it. We also had a couple of rock stars on the show this year. <laughs> we we had uh, Joe Troman from Fallout Boy along with Brian yeah. Posehn and Scott Koblish talking about mm-hmm. the axe for heavy metal. Uh, and then later on in the year, uh, just a few weeks ago now, we had Claudio Sanchez on from Coheed and Cambria yep. talking about yep. My Brother's Blood Machine. Uh, Taboo from Black Eyed Peas Taboo on from Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, making, <laughs> making the return. Yeah. Uh, this was such a... I, I felt like there were so many times this year, and I, I, I very rarely, uh, like, hype myself up. That's not in my personality to do so, but, like... I, there were so many times this year where I felt like pinching myself because mm. I just couldn't believe we we were we were blessed enough and lucky enough to talk to so many people that I respect in this industry and, and also newcomers and, and folks whose work I, I got into through this podcast. I, I just it's a great time to love comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this show has been a great time. <laughs> To get away from the pandemic. Yeah. And now, you know, the pandemic is still going on. Of course, it's lessened. So this year, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It's still, it's such a relief to be able to do the show every week and chat with folks and chat with you. Yes. And, and share our love of comics. Totally. Uh, and we're going to continue to do so in 2023, which is quite a year already. We have so many advanced looks and... Uh, I wouldn't call them spoilers, yeah. but uh, announcements uh, that have happened in the last few months, especially sure. because of SDCC at NYCC, uh, Marvel and DC trying to make big splashes and get us excited for the new year. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what we're excited for in 2023. Yeah, it's going to start... be a slightly shorter episode, but uh, no less uh, excited and, and optimistic. Very optimistic. Too optimistic. We should be angry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, let's take. Let's just take a step forward a little further into 2023. Mm-hmm. Picture it. It's 80, 90 degrees out. There's crickets. Sure. Snapping. I think they snap their fingers, right? I think they rub their arms together. But <laughs> I, I like cold... the idea that there's all these jazz crickets. <laughs> they have berets on. Uh, you have a cold iced tea in your hand, and yeah. you're, you've in your lap is a comic called Fall of X. I think. It's yeah. 
<laughs> could just be the event title. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Marvel's going hard with two summer events. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Summer of Symbiotes starting things out and then Fall of X a little bit later in the summer. That's right. Uh, we don't have a ton of details yet, but it was really cool of them to release basically like a MCU style timeline yeah. of the events that are coming up. And uh, I'm really excited for both. Uh, you know, symbiotes have had a lot of developments in uh -huh. recent years, especially with like the King in Black. Uh, but Fall of X 2, you know, with House of X and Powers of Ten, you know, ha revitalizing having, the X-Men line. Yeah, having this kind of naming convention really tells us that this is going to be something to watch out for. And the text that was revealed so far, the X-Men hoped Krakoa would last forever. Time to find out if they were right. Yeah. So... It seems as if the the you know idyllic uh, living forever tropical island paradise of Krakoa may be up uh, and uh, in trouble soon. We'll see. Yeah, and uh, then summer of symbiotes. Suns I out, mean, tongues out. <laughs> Venom, Carnage, Red Goblin. Red Goblin's launching just a few weeks. That's right. Um, there's a lot going on with symbiotes and. It's been the more complex time for it. Do you remember when there was that whole symbiote event with when they went to like the symbiote planet? Uh huh. Back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it was called anything. Planet of the Symbiotes. Oh, that's a pretty good title. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'll stick with Summer of Symbiotes or if that's just like the slogan to get people hyped. I don't know. I, I kind of love that we're getting two SOS events next year with this and Sins of Sinister. That's true. That's a good point. I wonder, I wonder if Marvel's figured that out yet and they're going to do some marketing around it. <laughs> right. Uh, they are, they're promising new symbiote heroes though, which is interesting yeah. and uh, exciting shifts for iconic symbiote stars. They're stars now. Oh my they god! Are. <laughs> are you excited for those things? I I can't wait. Yeah, I I'm excited to see, especially Summer of Symbiotes, Fall of X. I still don't really know what to expect from it, but Summer of Symbiotes sounds like it's the kind of high flying, ridiculous, over the top action series that that uh, that I like to see from these kinds of uh, summer events. The use of high flying made me think maybe it's like a carnival coming to town. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I also, I got to throw out one of my most anticipated things. I, I am really looking forward to Sins of Sinister. Uh, mm -hmm. Seeing these alternate future, alternate reality takes on the X-Men. It's all. I mean, it's a very Age of Apocalypse kind of vibe, right. uh, which immediately has me excited for what this might be. Yeah, it's interesting that three different miniseries are sprouting from this one shot. Totally. And... Uh, one of them is like Nightcrawlers, uh, Storm and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Uh -huh. um, it's going to be interesting to see not only like the cool new costumes, uh, but why the characters have changed and what's going on. What did Sinister do? What is what is the deal? <laughs> what was his sin? <laughs> his sin was loving too much. What was his sin? <laughs> uh, are you excited for Unstoppable Doom Patrol? Because I am. Boy, howdy, am I ever. <laughs> Yeah, so DC is launching the Dawn of DC. Uh -huh. It's not really an event. It's more of a promise. Right, right. <laughs> uh, they launched uh, announcing a ton of books. Actually, APT did a big um, all-staff kind of take on like what we thought of all these crazy titles. But uh -huh. Unstoppable Doom Patrol was one of them by Dennis Culver and Chris Burnham out March 2023, spinning out of Lazarus Planet, which is the big January event. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's about time. We talked about this in the last episode, but I think it's about time we get a new Doom Patrol series. Uh, you know, I, I loved the Young Animal Doom Patrol series, but it feels like we kind of lost these characters for a while, and like we've been, we we've had this um this incredible TV show for five seasons or three se <laughs> four seasons now 
Yeah. And, uh, and, and we're just, uh, we're just now getting around to like spotlighting these characters in a meaningful way in, in, uh, continuity, uh, in the comics. So yeah, love, love this. Love to see more of, of the Doom Patrol. And you pointed this out on Twitter, but, uh, those Dan Hip covers are giving me life. Yes. So fun. I, I just I, it makes you want to get a sweater, a crocheted sweater. He he really does draw some of the coziest uh, over <laughs> overcoats in comics, right? You know, you think with all those muscle superheroes wouldn't need sweaters because they have that muscle mass sure. that keeps them warm, but I guess they do. They do, they do indeed. <laughs> yeah, the Doom Patrol is such a weird series, yeah. and we need more weird in comics. And surprisingly hard to get right, you know, like this some is true. like uh, you, you run the risk sometimes of making them feel too much like they belong in the comics, you know, like, Mm -hmm. or, you know, hanging out with other characters. It's always nice when they feel just sort of like reality adjacent. And, uh, and I, uh, this looks to be doing that. Marvel also announced a bunch of new uh, X-Men titles, including Rogan Gambit. Yeah. Miniseries by uh, Stephanie Phillips. I'm pumped for this because like they've had their own series before. Uh, I think Kelly Thompson wrote the last one. Uh Uh-huh. And it's a great couple. Let's just like enjoy them and like, you know, honor them. <laughs> this is the this is the X book I'm looking forward to the most, I think. Yeah, it, there isn't a lot of details. We do know that Carlos Gomez is drawing yeah. it, but it's also out in March. But Destiny is in the cover, that, yeah. which makes me think maybe we're going to see like alternate relationships of them. Right. I don't know. Ways that they could have turned out. Yeah. And I also am just a fan of this very... Uh, uh kitschy logo treatment up top as well like yes, I, I yes. just I, it gives me an idea of like the kind of tone this is gonna have right super fun we'll find out soon i'm sure yeah but yeah i'm looking forward to that a lot totally uh switching back to dc for a moment um they also announced a new green arrow book by josh williamson and sean isaacs yeah april 2023 i'm pumped for this because sean isaacs really good at this kind of style yes. of hero i think action scenes and such uh, and also, Williamson has said this is the character he's wanted to write before Flash. Right. Like, so he better bring it. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> because needs, my expectations are high. He makes such a point of uh, spotlighting Green Arrow in Dark Crisis, and and I think this is gonna this is gonna be one of the books that really closely follows whatever happened to him at, at the end of this book. Right. There's a there's a lot of cool Donna DC stuff. They also hinted at a Hawkman series that has absolutely no details yet, but. Uh-huh. I really want Hawkman to work out, and it's just never has really caught on, I even know. though it's had some good runs. Absolutely, yeah. I, I I'm ready. I'm, yeah, this is honestly the from what I keep hearing. I have not seen the movie yet. People keep saying Hawkman is kind of like the secret uh, sauce of the Black Adam movie, like the best part of the film. And now I kind of want to check it out because I, I'd love to see this character getting some justice done to him. He was good. Uh, there's a scene though, not to. You know, shit in your cornflakes. That's fine. But uh, there's a scene where, like... I, I just so... said that I have to watch a movie starring The Rock <laughs> to see Hawkman, so I know what a sad person I sound like. He, uh... They kind of... It's almost like they're trying to make a, him, like, a Black Panther-type character. There's a scene where he, like, walks into the spaceship and there's, like, some cool music playing. Yeah. And I was like, is this the Black Panther vibe I'm getting from Hawkman? Interesting. Which is fine, yeah. but I, I, he, is, I, he is good enough. I love Aldous Hodge so much, so I, yeah. I, I'm sure I won't be let down. What else are you looking forward to in 2023? Well, uh, we're getting the conclusion of Human Target in just a few months. And yeah. uh, I, you know, this this book is, uh, th- has been one of my, consistently one of my favorite books on the stands. I think it's made a couple of weird little diversions and sometimes kind of gets 
gets a little bit lost in its own um in spinning its own wheels and, and trying to like play different uh reveals and different uh character dynamics uh but it, it it's it's a it's a pretty fantastic noir that twists the uh, justice league international characters into new directions and every single issue sort of reveals a new layer of the mystery uh in a in an interesting way so i'm excited to see if christopher chance indeed uh doesn't make it through to the end who do you suppose the murderer is i you know what every time i think i know i don't anymore so we will see <laughs> it, it maybe it's one of those ultimate twists where it's him he's he's the one <laughs> he trying did, to kill himself he did it yeah <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this Mark Miller Frank Quitely uh, the game the Ambassadors yes. uh, summer event in it's kicking off in March with the Ambassadors but then going into a summer event in part because I I'm intrigued by how the hell is he going to make this shared universe work right some of these characters are like so grounded <laughs> or 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 specifically exist in a world where there are no superheroes it seems exactly so there must be some sort of multiversal thing going on maybe I don't know. But... Uh-huh. Uh, it could be a horrible mess. So, and I'm still here for that. I'm still yeah, here to watch totally. that mess fall apart. We'll see. I mean, it, it, it's either something he's been planning for years uh-huh. or something he came up with at the last minute because these Netflix shows are not working out. Right, right. <laughs> um, what else are you looking forward to? Uh, I can't wait to see what the hell the vigil is, really. Uh, mm. Ram V has been teasing this thing on Twitter as we're recording this over the last couple of days, but in uh, Batman or in Detective Comics 1070, we're going to be introduced to a group of demon hunters called the Vigil. Um, however, Ramvi has also been uh, teasing this new, they have their own logo treatment. And hmm. uh, so I'm thinking we might be getting an actual series out of the vigil. Like this might be like a soft uh. Uh, introduction to these new characters uh, because he, you know, he's, he tweeted this pretty impressive little teaser trailer that shows this uh, logo and a, a tagline saying uh, you're being watched. So uh, hmm. it almost makes me think that there's, you know, maybe some stuff outside of comics that we're going to be playing with. Uh, I'd love, you know, if Batman, if Batman introduces like an augmented reality game, I doubt we're doing something <laughs> like that. But like, I, you know, that's these are the kind of things that I start to like put my little, you know, cork board together for. But uh, hmm. uh, more Rom V playing in the DCU is always a good thing. Collect all the NFTs to uncover <laughs> the big mystery Ooh, that Batman will. the vigil. <laughs> You are being watched. Yeah, I wonder who that is. Um, what was that series that Brian Michael Bendis did? The the mystery detective thing at DC. Oh, uh, anyway, he he did he did something with that a couple years ago. That was or a year ago. Um, hang on, shoot. I it's on the tip of my tongue. Can't think of what it's called. Oh well, never mind. Forget it. I can look it up. I I'm gonna do it. Me. It's me. I'm the one. Um, man, Iron Michael Bendis, huh? That fizzled out. Bendis on DC. A uh, DC did a detective book. It was. It wasn't Scarlet. What's that? You talking about Na- not Naomi? I mean, he's he's done like what, no. like four books at DC. I know. I know, right? Um, Checkmate. Checkmate. That was Bendis. Did Checkmate? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was like dealing with like super spies and the idea of it kind of was cool, but the book was so slow burn. Oh, really and now I remember it. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. That, and that book involved the question and I was still just sort of like, eh. <laughs> 
Yeah, it just it bored the hell out of me. I was intrigued at first, then I read the second issue. I'm like, this isn't going anywhere. Well, let's add some demons and Batman, and we'll see how it works out. <laughs> yeah, Chip Zdarsky's Batman, I'm very excited for in 2023. He only just started it. He just wrapped up his first story arc, and it ends uh-huh. it in such a crazy way. I think, once again, we're getting into like probably a multiversal situation, but... Uh, that first arc hits so many notes yeah. in just a few issues. It's so it bombastic. so hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, I mean, you know, Scott Snyder and, and Greg Capullo, when they launched their their first story arc, Which it was I like Court of Owls. So yeah. So good. But also, like, it was taking its time. It was kind of approaching Gotham. Yeah. Freaking Zdarsky's like, boom, a robot. Let's get him. Yeah. Uh-oh, <laughs> Batman's crazy. in space. <laughs> exactly. So, like... Well, so my big question for 2023 is, is it going to continue this crazy pace for every story arc? Can it keep like ramping up more? Yeah. Right. And oh, that's a great question. You know, there were some interesting themes he introduced in the first story arc, mostly in the first issue or two, where it's like, Batman's all alone. Batman doesn't want to put his family in danger anymore. Right. Batman isn't with Catwoman, and why? And there were some psychological angles on Bruce Wayne that weren't necessarily unique, but they were unique for the time. Totally. Because we haven't seen this kind of loner Batman, uh, even though the story arc did end with the only way to beat the bad guy is Batman and Robin. I loved uh, that. Yeah. That's, it was uh, so good. It's one of my favorite moments. Of it was the a Kapow yeah. uh, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, what else you got for well, most statistics? My, my big thing for next year, uh, well, one of my big things for next year, and I think that this is, uh, you know, it's more comic book adjacent, but I got to say, I, uh, I'm i so happy and it's sort of a bittersweet thing to know that we're getting Kevin Conroy's final performance as Batman next year. Um, it was revealed a couple of weeks ago at the Game Awards that he recorded dialogue for Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League video game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin Conroy was such a huge part of my childhood and my adult life, honestly, like my whole life he's been there. And so I'm very happy to, uh, to, to know that we'll get to hear him one more time. Yeah. It's not over. There's more to come, yes. which is really exciting. I hope they maximize every bit of audio. Well, like <laughs> well, if he was, if he didn't pass away, maybe they wouldn't have used some of it, you know, but yeah. maybe. Let's use we'll whatever we've got. In. Yeah. I, right. and well, and what's fascinating to me, spoilers for Arkham Knight, but like in this is a this is takes place in the Arkhamverse. So like if we're dealing with the idea that in the world of this game, Batman, people think Batman's dead. Right. right so how do right. we do this? How do we tie that storyline into this? Is this a surprise? Would this have remained a surprise had he not passed away? And, and so I'm interested to see how he factors into the story and, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I the emo, the the sw- swirl of emotions I felt hearing his voice uh, in that most recent trailer just uh, really got to me, and I, uh, yeah, I can't wait to pick that game up on day one. Day one, baby. Also, most anticipated, probably our last. Uh, what we're looking forward to in twenty twenty three this year, uh-huh. as we're recording this, January second. Uh, Miracle <laughs> Man, what the hell? Where is he? <laughs> Can we he? get some answers? Yeah. Uh, so Neil Gaiman, Mark Buckingham are, are wrapping up their Miracle Man Silver Age se- uh, series, which, you know, the first two issues had already come out decades ago yeah. now, but they're finishing it at Marvel. They're going to be done with it this year. Uh, Timeless, number one, which came out way back in 2021. Oh, at yeah. At the end of the year. Wow. It ended with a cliffhanger of freaking Miracle Man yeah. somehow being involved in the Marvel Universe. We have 
I can say with certainty, all of 2022 had no Miracle Man uh-huh. in canon. We did have the Miracle Man like special anthology book, but that didn't really count because it's like, what are these stories? I don't know how they fit. So now that Gaiman is ending it, I want to know, what are they going to do with this character? Uh-huh. If they are going to do something, who is the creative team? And when the hell is it coming out? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel the same way I did seeing Dr. Manhattan at the end of DC Rebirth and then waiting, what, three years for Doomsday Clock, it felt like? Yeah, right, exactly. It's a, it's a similar situation too, right? It's yeah. an Alan Moore creation. Um... Well, Alan Moore, <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, sort of. He he Miracle Man was around for a lot longer before that, but Alan Moore created right. like the modern version, yeah. Right, well, how we, how we perceive the character now. Right, right. And... Yeah, the fact that, you know, it, it, it used to be a story decades ago, and then it disappeared because of licensing issues. It's finally back. It's been in Marvel's hands for, I think, at least two or three years. Uh-huh. And yet we're still sitting on our hands waiting for whatever the plan is for this character. Right. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they've got up their sleeves. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. I'm getting impatient. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, it, it makes me wonder, like, since that character was the big cliffhanger uh, in Timeless yeah. two years ago, maybe they had a plan that fizzled or it didn't quite work out. Because why tease something and then not do anything with sure. it? Unless plans changed. So we'll see. Maybe, I mean, for all we know, maybe Neil Gaiman and Mark Breckingham are going to put the period on this and it's over. But... Marvel owns the character, probably spent money on it. Yeah. They're not going to just let it sit. Well, I do appreciate that it. they. it seems that they are going to let the uh, Gaiman and Buckingham series conclude before we get anything else. Right. That Yeah, that is a nice touch. And it's cool that they're like modernizing it too with new colors totally. and stuff. Mm-hmm. New art too. Buckingham's like re- redrawing pages in those first two issues, which is neat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 2023, what we're most anticipating. And I gotta say, uh, uh, yeah. the, the thing that I'm most excited about is to keep mm-hmm. doing this show this year. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. It is truly, <laughs> like, recording this show with you is one of my truest joys, and and I, I just love... Thanks, too. I love the opportunity to talk comics with you, and, I mean, we spent so much time off mic just catching up, and it's so nice, and it's been mm. such a... Even, you know, po- during the pandemic and, and, and after the, the, the scariest times, like it has been uh, it's been a lifeline, man. And I, I just uh, thank you for for having me on this show with you. Oh, thank you. You're part of it. You're half of it. And uh, you're right. It's it's really good to have a touchstone to check in with you every week and yeah. talk to you throughout the week about how ridiculous things are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and thanks so much to everyone who listens uh, every week and. And shares the show on on social media and enjoys the conversations and and uh, puts up with all of our bits <laughs> <laughs> and singing too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next week we're back with a regular show, news, reviews, and more. And uh, yeah, enjoy. And uh, we're really excited for twenty twenty three. Yeah, it's going to be a great year. I think. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs>